something from that situation that hurt you, it stays. There's that little bit there as well. There's that little bit there as well. It doesn't fall out from this little hole at the bottom. It latches on and it creates a little foothold in our hearts. And that never really goes away. Think about somebody who's hurt you. Think about it. And if you think about somebody who's hurt you in your life and you think back to that moment, do you still feel that pain? That bit that didn't go away is going to stay there until you actually forgive that person. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Running From Comfort. This is episode 16, The Power of Forgiveness. Now, today's episode is just a solo show because over the month of November, I sat in reflection and I learned a lot of things about my life and I learned how important forgiveness is in terms of being able to let go of the things that pain and grieve us in this life. And the reason that that is important is because when you hold on to pain, grief, sorrow, resentment, bitterness, all of those nasty things, it actually holds us back because it creates insecurities in our thought patterns. It creates voids in our life that we need to fill. So then we go chase escapism and we go do things that we shouldn't do. And ultimately, these things will drag us away from our purpose. And what I learned was forgiveness is the most important aspect of being able to let go of these things. So in today's show, I sit down and I break down forgiveness. And if you are just listening to this, but you want to see the diagram that I talk about that I'm drawing, go check it out on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is under my name, Zach Galloway. But for now, I think this is going to be enough talking from me because I explain this throughout the rest of the episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. And if you do, please do not forget to give this a rating and a review on whatever platform you listen to this on. Don't forget to subscribe. And also, here's what I want to do. I want to open up the conversation to you guys. So if you listen to today's episode and you want to talk to me about something, leave a comment or hit me up on my Instagram page at Galloway's underscore take or at running underscore from underscore comfort. And let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. If anybody wants to ask any questions or talk about anything that I've spoken in today's show, or you just want to reach out to me for the sake of it, hit me up, okay? Anyways, I hope you all enjoy. Peace out. So what I want to discuss today, I want to talk about the idea of letting go. Because in life, we all have things, people, situations that ultimately they hurt us. And in that hurt comes grief, comes sorrow, comes bitterness, comes resentment, all kinds of negative emotions. And, you know, something that gets overlooked is when people talk about letting go, you know, they talk about, all right, make peace with the situation. Okay, and that's fine. And then walk away from the situation, and that's fine too. And then you let time heal all wounds. But what I did here is I drew a little diagram. And apologies, because my drawing is not that great. But what I want this diagram for is I want to try and explain something here because I really feel like the final part of letting go is actually forgiveness because I feel like you can make peace with something or feel like you've made peace with something, but unless you've actually made the effort to forgive the person that hurt you, then are you really at peace? And that's a question that I want to ask you right now. So... In terms of this diagram that I drew here, this is what I want to say. So it's like this. Your boss at that job did not like you and he fired you and it makes a little crack, right? That hurt. That caused pain, all right? That girl, she broke up with you. That really hurt and it causes a bit of pain. 
And then, you know, maybe your parents didn't love you the way that you wanted them to love you. So that causes some more pain. And, you know, over time, all these things happen in our lives and they create these cracks. And what happens is, as time goes on, you do begin to heal from these things, you know. So initially, you know, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of these negative emotions that just eat away at our soul. And they just sit there in our heart. But eventually, you see how there's a little hole at the bottom of this heart here? It's like you know, eventually these things start spilling out. And ultimately, over time, they begin to fade because, you know, if you've made, if you truly have made peace with something, those emotions, those feelings about a situation, about a person, about how they did you wrong, that begins to go away because it starts draining out the hole at the bottom. But here's what happens. You see how I left that little bit there? And then, you know, this one here, you see how I left that little bit there? Something from that situation that hurt you, it stays. There's that little bit there as well. There's that little bit there as well. It doesn't fall out from this little hole at the bottom. It latches on and it creates a little foothold in our hearts. Almost see it as like a black dot. And it's, you know, you feel like you've made peace with it. Oh, it happened years ago. It's fine. I'm completely over it. Yeah, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, whatever, right? But there's that peace just still sitting there and that never really goes away think about somebody who's hurt you think about it and if you think about somebody who's hurt you in your life and you think back to that moment do you still feel that pain is it still just sitting in there eating away at your heart causing you some form of grief either that or it could be dictating some of your behavior your thoughts your emotions you see a lot of what makes us so jacked up in life is that we have these things that we've been holding onto and it manifests itself in our behavior, you know, and that's where people get caught up into things, you know, escapism. And what I truly believe to be the case is that that dot, that bit that didn't go away is going to stay there until you actually forgive that person and not just like forgive them, but to actually forgive them. Now, this is something that I, you know, recently learned myself. So I just spent a lot of time examining my life recently. Um, November was a bit of a month for me. And it seems like as if today's the 1st of December and I really feel like I've turned a new leaf because through the month of November, I went through a few things. And one of the things that I went through was a little bit of a breakup. And, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, it's one of those everyday things. We all go through it. It sucks, whatever, but it's fine. And, you know, this girl, she didn't do me wrong at all. You know, we had a nice time together. She recognized that things weren't going to pan out long term, so she decided to pull the plug. And that's okay. And I was okay with that in that moment, right? And I made peace with it. But I was still upset about it. And I realized a part of me was still holding onto it deep down. But something happened, right? So when she went to break up with me, she said something to me. She said, I'm sorry. And I said, no, 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 don't be sorry. It's okay, you're doing the right thing. A couple of things happened in that moment when I told her not to be sorry. You see, because obviously she knew that what she was doing was going to hurt my feelings. And she, in that moment, I suppose, was trying to seek her own forgiveness because she knew that it was going to hurt. And I, one thing that I did is I took that away from her. But the other thing that I did in that moment 
was I failed to actually forgive her. You know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll make peace with it. I'll move on. This is just one of those things that happens in life. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But the reality was, what caused me to tell her not to be sorry deep down stemmed from a resentment because she was leaving me. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, it's like I had this perception in my mind of who I was as a person and in her rejecting me, that slowly started to deconstruct how I viewed myself because, you know, you know, deep down, these things become insecurities. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. And I thought about that and it made me realize a lot. So then I had to go back and I thought about other moments in my life, other things that still hurt when I look back at them, you know, things that I moved on from years ago. But if I thought about it now, would still cause me a bit of grief, would still cause me a bit of pain, would still cause me a bit of anxiety. And even sometimes resentment. And these things are poisonous to your heart, to your soul. And when you don't recognize these things, they lead us down to our bad behaviors because ultimately the things that we do that we wish that we wouldn't, you know, whatever we use as our escape mechanism from this life, ultimately we know that it hurts us and we don't want to do those things to ourselves. But the reason that we do it is because we hold on to all this hurt and baggage throughout our life. You saw before how this heart had all these cracks in it. And now because we've had all these other situations from where these cracks were, Because we never forgave, we've got these glaring holes causing pain, causing anxiety, causing grief, causing sorrow. And what I truly learned was that you have to forgive. So I went back and I said, hey, can we just have a talk? And I said to her, you tried to apologize to me and I stopped you. And that was wrong of me. And I wanted to let you know that I forgive you. And... It was like in that moment, all these other built up thoughts about her, about myself, the anxieties, the fear, the pain of rejection vanished because when I forgave her, it scrubbed it clean. And I believe there's something more powerful about this as well, because as I've said many times on my show, I'm a Christian, right? And I do like to read my Bible. I'm not well-versed in my Bible. And even though I've been a Christian my whole life, I'd say I'm a bit of a baby Christian because I'm very early on in my walk. So any diehard Christians out there, apologize if I get anything wrong. But forgiveness is a very important aspect in the Bible. And, you know, Jesus says, if you do not forgive those who have done you wrong, how do you expect your Father in heaven to forgive you? I think there's something very, very powerful about this because without forgiving other people, you know, what makes us feel like we're good enough to be forgiven for when we do somebody else wrong if we can't forgive those who do us wrong ourselves? And it's like through that forgiveness, we're washed clean. It goes away. There we are. Washed clean. (laughs) But there's another side to this forgiveness as well, because you see all the attributes of God, you know, love, peace, joy, kindness, compassion, um, you know, forgiveness, right? These things, what they call the fruits of the spirits. Now, they weren't all of them. They were just ones I got off the top of my head, right? Those are the fruits of the spirit, right? 
Those are what we are called to be. But it's all the things that happen in our lives that bring out the anger, resentment, sorrow, grief. You know, all these things that we don't want in our lives. All these things that if you let them, they will take a hold of your life and they will drag you down. But the Bible also says that like we are light and light lives within us and the light outshines the darkness. And I think forgiveness is so powerful, but it's a hard thing to do because you have to eat some humble pie because, okay, it might've been easy for me to forgive that girl because ultimately she didn't do me wrong. But if somebody does you dirty, somebody does you really bad, like let's say somebody cheats on you, you're married, you have children and they go and they have an affair. Would it be so easy to forgive them then? Probably not. So that's why I think we avoid forgiveness because it's hard to forgive people that do us wrong. Especially when we feel like we didn't do anything wrong to them. And the truth is we probably did. Because all of us, whether we know it or we don't, do things that either hurt other people or it hurts ourselves. So I suppose the point that I'm trying to get at here is that forgiveness is so powerful that if you humble yourself to be able to forgive the people that do you wrong, that that light shines through the darkness and the darkness cannot stay. And that's what removes the stains. The stains that are still sitting there from when somebody did us dirty, from when somebody did us wrong. When we forgive, the light shines through the darkness. So it's got me thinking. And I think one of my next tasks is I'm going to be going through my life I'm going to make a conscious effort to think about people that I have done wrong by and seek their forgiveness, but also tell them what maybe they might've done that might've hurt me and say that I forgive them for that. Because I know there's a lot of things that's happened to me in my life that I've held onto. And now that I'm aware of it, because I've taken the time to reflect on these moments, I've been able to forgive them in my mind. And that's brought me peace. But I feel like I do want to go the step further and actually make the effort to forgive these people. And I think that's true. If you can ask for someone's forgiveness for something you've done wrong to them, or if you can forgive somebody who's done wrong by you, I think you should go out and do that. But maybe it might take time for you to get over the hurt before you're able to do that. Because it really is true. Time does heal all wounds. But I feel like forgiveness is what completes it and is what sets us free. But I have one final thought, and this is something that I might be wrong about, but I believe it to be true. And, you know, if you're listening right now, I want you to think about this as well. Have you ever considered to forgive yourself? Mm. See, I think self-forgiveness is very important because I know I do things that I despise about myself. I do things that ultimately I know hurt me. They hurt me. They hurt my potential. They hurt the people around me. And it generally tends to be things that are my vices, the things that I use to escape. And I realize in doing these things, I've hurt myself. And so the other thing that I made a conscious effort to do and I'm making a conscious effort to continue to do is to actually forgive myself because I'm doing myself wrong. And just like anybody else doing me wrong, and I forgive them and they're a person, I'm also a person. So if I do myself wrong, then I also have to forgive myself. 
Because I've had moments where I've acted in a certain way or I've chased something that wasn't mine knowing that I wasn't going to get it and knowing that I was actually going to come out on the other side hurt because I went for it. And if if I don't forgive myself, then I'll continue to hold on to those things. So that's why I want you to think about this. Have you ever considered forgiving yourself? Because I think there's power in that. But there's one more thing. So at the bottom of this diagram, you know how I said everything was kind of leaking out? Because there was a hole at the bottom of our heart? This is something else that I find to be true. As human beings, we're all a little bit broken, no matter what. We all have this little hole in our heart. And we're all searching for fulfillment and joy in something. And we might search for that in our career. We might search for that in our relationships, in our friendships. We might try to get that out of our family. And these are all fulfilling things that we should want to have prosperity and growth in, in life. But I feel like there's something else that's true as well. And I don't mean to preach, but I guess this is what I'm about to do. The reason that we have this hole in our heart is because we fail to recognize who we are and where we come from. I believe it to be a fundamental truth about life that we are spirit. And we are spirit that live inside a body. So it's not like we're humans and we have spiritual experiences. We're spirits having a human experience. And I don't know. I've heard that quote a fair bit. So I'm not, (laughs) I don't know whose original quote that is, but that's not mine, just for the record. But part of that as well that I believe is when the Bible says we're created in the image of God, I don't think that's our human body. I think that's our spirit. And when we fail to recognize that we are made in God's image, so we are like him and that we are supposed to embody his characteristics and his traits in our own lives, we suffer a bit of an identity crisis. And that's why there's always that little hole in our heart. And it's like when you start to get to know God, he covers that hole in our heart. And, you know, this, is, this can be controversial to say, but I feel like all of us, not, not only do we need God in our lives, but we want it, but we don't realize it. And we chase it in other things. And I get that. I was brought up a Christian. I tried to run away from that side of myself for a lot of my life. But I ended up get, getting back to a point earlier this year where I realized I can't keep running away from the fact that this is this is what, to me, seems to be true. But I want to go a step further and just say that it is true. And it wasn't until I got God back in my life that I was able to fill that hole in my heart. And once God filled that hole in my heart... Through prayer, he was able to show me where all my other wounds were in my heart. And, you know, I had to go back and reflect on things that really did hurt me all the way from back in my childhood. But, you know, he showed me where I'd been hurt. And through knowing where I was hurt, I was then able to heal. And that's powerful. And that is something that everybody can have. And why is that something that everybody can have? For one simple reason, 
You see, some people think that, I don't know, science disproves God, right? Because, well, we have scientists that figured out the Big Bang and evolution, so there can't be a God. But think about your existence for a second. Think about the fact that we are on a float, a rock floating in the middle of the universe, which is just this crazy, wild place. And we happen to be like the perfect and exact distance away from the sun in order to sustain life. You know the chance of you being born is 400 trillion to one? Look, I'm not going to go on, but there is so much crazy things about life. And anytime I just look up at the sky, especially at night, and you see all the stars shining, all I can think of is the world around us is so beautiful. There has to be some aspect to it. I feel like something intelligent created us. And I can see that from every aspect of life. And just because the Bible says God created the world in six days, right? Do you think we can really actually comprehend how this great, amazing being created this earth? No. What the Bible is doing is it's telling us a story of how and why God created this earth and created us. We can't necessarily understand the mechanism of that. But we started doing that, you know, through science, through evolution. I don't think evolution disproves God at all. If anything, I think it just shows how intelligent he is to create life that self-sustains and continues to adapt and survive in its environment. I think that's just incredible. But what's happened is we have been corrupted. And I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but it's like when you look at the bad things, what's going on in this world, you know, there's genocide. You know, we have people that are filthy rich with all the resources in the world that could end hunger. Yet they don't because there's greed People, when they're so hurt and damaged and broken, get to a point where they would actually kill another person. That is just to even comprehend the fact that people can go down such a darker path that they'd commit evil. It really does show when you look around, there is real evil in this world. And that's corrupted man. But what happened? This is the message of the gospel, and this is what I believe, is God said, enough, because I love all of you, and I want to have relationship with all of my children, because I created you, and I created you all with a purpose. I created you all with a gift. You think that that thing that you don't like about yourself and that other people kind of think is a bit funny is a curse? No, it's a blessing. It's a gift that I gave you to succeed. Because I do believe that God created us all with a plan, with a purpose. That's why people feel like they have something in life they need to achieve because God put that in you when you were born, when your spirit animated your body, that was there with you. This is why when you get into the psychology and things like that, they have the concept of the higher self, this idea of who I could be if I was achieving my potential. And then we have all of our bad habits, you know, all the things that create instant gratification to pull us away from that. And, you know, this is a concept that I spoke about on a friend's podcast. I call it, you know, God's plan is you know, our purpose. And anything that takes us off our purpose, that's the devil's game. He doesn't want us to prosper. He doesn't want us to succeed because he's jealous of us because we were created in his image. So what did God do? He came down on earth. The word became flesh, as it says in the book of John. And he took on an absolute beating and suffered 
And he did that for a few reasons. One was to show us that, hey, I know I created you and you're living on this earth and there's a lot of suffering going on and it sucks, but you know what? I've been there. I put myself in your flesh and I came and I suffered just like you all suffer. But I took on the sufferings of the whole world because he copped a beating and then he hung on a cross with nails in his hands and a crown of thorn above his head. And he said, I am going to die for you. That's how much I love all of you. I'm going to put on a public display and die on a cross for you. And people like to debate Jesus' existence, but I've actually looked into this from a, I suppose, non-biased perspective. And the evidence tends to point more towards that he did really exist. And think about this, you know, we literally started counting time. You know, we had BC, and then we had AC, before Christ, after Christ. The significance of him coming to earth and being born and dying literally influences how we count time. And when he died on that cross, he said, I want to take all your sufferings. And through this, you can have forgiveness. Because ultimately, what stops us from having that relationship with God is the sin. Because what sin does is it manifests in these negative emotions that we all feel and we all experience in life, the things that drive us away from our purpose. And he said, because I came down and I sacrificed myself for you and I died for you, you can have my forgiveness and I will wash you clean because I want you. You are my child and I love you. And ultimately, the message is, that for, to have relationship with God, for him to fill that hole and that void in your life, you need to accept Jesus. And that's a very humbling thing. But when you do accept Jesus, it opens the doorway to God. And, you know, this is where Christians get controversial because people are like, well, why is Jesus the truth? Why is it the only way? It's because... He paid a sacrifice for us. And if you if you go into like the ancient world, you know, before Christ, the Israelites, they used to sacrifice to God because it was through sacrificing something of value to them, God was able to forgive them for their sins. And if you think about other ancient cultures, they all made sacrifices to their God. But the, but the true God, the one who created all of this, came down to this earth and said, don't sacrifice to me. I sacrificed myself for you. So think about that for a moment. And through that, you can have my forgiveness. And through that, I will come into your life. And I will fill that void in your life. I will fill that hole in your life. And I will help you to heal. Because truly, when you pray to God and you ask him to show you, why is my heart so broken? He will. And through being shown that, you can heal. But ultimately, the final step to heal is forgiveness. So yes, it's important to forgive other people. Yes, it's important to forgive yourself. But have you ever taken a moment to ask God if he will forgive you? And this is a hard thing for people to get through because it's a humbling experience to actually accept the fact that, okay, I know I've definitely done wrong to myself. I know I've definitely done wrong to other people. So God... Will you forgive me? And God says, yes, I already forgave you. This was a free gift. All that you ever had to do was ask.
And I think on that note, I might leave that there. So, in life, we all go through sufferings. We all go through hardship. We all get hurt, and we all hurt other people. Time does heal wounds, but it won't wash it clean. And it's only through forgiveness that you can be set free. And the beautiful thing about it, this is, is there is a God who is all-powerful and almighty, who is everywhere. He is life. And he is also love. But he gave all of us his forgiveness when he hung on that tree and took on all the pain and suffering and sin of the world. And all you have to do is accept that and ask for his forgiveness and it's yours. But I get it. It takes a humble pie and maybe you don't want to make that decision. Maybe you still don't believe in God and that's fine. Believe what you want to believe. But I think this is something that doesn't get spoken about enough. And if you ever have been curious about God or anything like that, Why don't you just reach out to him and say a little prayer and say, hey, God, I I think you're there, maybe, but will you forgive me and see what happens? All right. I hope you've all enjoyed this little talk and go out there and forgive some people and let go, let go of the pain. And through that, live life in peace. And feel the joy. Because life really is beautiful. And there is so much to enjoy about it. So there's no point holding on to the things that cause us grief, pain, sorrow, misery. Go out there in the world and enjoy it. And have fun every single day that you live it. Alright. Peace out, guys. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do not forget to subscribe and please do not forget to give this a rating and a review. And as I said at the beginning, do not feel shy to reach out to me. If you want to have a conversation, if you want to talk about anything we've spoken today, hit me up. But finally, I just wanted to add one final note. If you've made it this far and you listen to me talk about how Jesus died for our forgiveness, I did forget to mention the most important thing, and that is that he rose from the dead and the significance of him rising from the dead is to show that he defeated death. And the Bible says that when we accept Jesus, that same spirit that rose him from the dead lives within us. So that's just the last thought that I wanted to leave you guys with today. All right, be blessed.